Well, Turf Business TV uh, have got another special occasion for us. We're here at Man City. Uh, we're with Roy Rigby, who's head of grounds here. Roy, thanks for your time today. We're sat here, I think, on the Academy Stadium. Quite a nice uh, vista for us to look out on. Pitches are looking good, what we've seen around. How are things going here at the moment? Yeah, they're going very well, Martin. Yeah, we've just done all the renovation work uh, on 17 pitches. Wow, okay. Uh, we have 14 actual grass and we have uh, three artificial. One indoor, two outdoor. Is that including the stadium or is that over uh, and above? And the Etihad Stadium, that, which is an extra, extra pitch as well. So we've got okay. like 18 pitches in total. 18 pitches. And what kind of staff have you got to look after that, right? Uh, I've got 13 staff over at uh, CFA. That's Man City Football Academy. Yeah. And I have three full-time staff at the Etihad Stadium. And I have one landscape contractor who works for the club as well. Right, so okay. So you oversee all of that. So that's yes. quite a mixed bag of stuff you've got to look yeah, after. It's if it's green, it's yours, is it? If it's green, it's mine. <laughs> okay. as I get told by the club. <laughs> but you've got some you know, very senior guys and very sturdy guys that work with you. I think the two Lees are forefront amongst those. Um, you've got one looking after the stadium and one looking after the, the training area, I guess. Yeah, I've got Lee Jackson who looks after the, the Etihad Stadium yep. uh, with, with two other ground staff. So Lee does all the work there, all the spare work with his staff, okay. which is very good. And then at CFA, we have uh, Lee Metcalf, who oversees all the pitches and everything else, and the Academy Stadium as well. So it's a massive job you've got here. You've got some good supporters, we've just said. Do you leave those two guys to get on with their own areas, or are you, you know, hands-on and involved every day? Yeah, not, not as I used to be. I used to be hands-on a lot, but now there's more emails coming now, and the club wants me to other projects for the yep. club. So I let Lee Jackson get on with his job and Lee Metcalf get on with his job and if they need any help from me, then I'm always there to help out. So this is a fairly new facility. Uh, you had a big hand in, in shaping it here. That must have been a, an incredible challenge and quite an exciting time for you. What was that experience like? Oh, it was a massive experience. You know, when the club come to me and said, you're going to be involved building the City Football Academy. Um, we're going to have a, a certain amount of pitches there and and it's been built right next to the Etihad Stadium. You know, it just like took my breath away. So I've always been used to the old training ground at Carrington, which was good. Right. And the Platte Lane, the academy there as well. Now, we were just chatting about things earlier and you were telling me, you know, some of the innovations you put in here, but there's one big one that you, you had a real hand in. Tell us about that. Yeah, one, one I had a big hand in was uh, the central pitch, which is the Desso Grassmaster for the first team. Yeah. You know, we, I talked it through with the club at, at long lengths about it. So what it does now, we, we call it pitch 15, the central pitch. Uh, and what that does, if we ever get any very bad wind or anything like that, or the manager wants to have a, a, a training session in there, he can have it with not being disturbed by anybody else. And that's got full under-soil under eating, Desso grass mask with a full irrigation system. So that was pretty much your idea. And, yeah, it, and you yeah. were briefed by the club to, to do something a bit different, weren't you? Yeah, the club was, yeah. I mean, I've been to many other training grounds which have been fantastic I've been like all over the world to be fair and in the UK as well and the club just wanted something different and I just said well you know let's look with the help of my bosses as well what about putting a grass pitch yeah in in the middle of buildings you know I said no one else has ever done it I've seen artificial pitches there but I've never seen a, like a, a natural grass pitch in there and I to be fair it's one of the best things we've done so not only is it a showpiece, it's also got its practical applications, which you, you've said earlier in terms of you know, enabling the first team to have somewhere to train if the weather gets in the way or if you know, circumstances dictate. But very impressive when visitors come to the club, whether that's you know, potential players or you know, executives or the press like ourselves. 
Yeah, again, it's it's just it's just a showpiece for everybody else. You know, we the club keep everything to themselves. It keep it very private because the club has spent a lot of money on it. You know, it's a, it's a massive asset to the club, and that's how I look it for the club as well. You know, I have to treat it like it's my own, and yeah. we have to nurse these pitches through. Same with that pitch as well, and it's just good for the manager. He can have a place to go where the press are knocking around. He can go there, and no one will ever see he's in there. Now. You and your team had a, a hand in, in pulling this impressive place together. I mean, that's got to count as a highlight for, for anybody in their career. Did the team you know, feel proud of what you've achieved here? Yeah, I think the team are very, very proud of what, you know, what we've achieved with myself and, and all my staff. And it's a really, really great place to work. You know, it's like, I would say, personally myself, I think it's like a dream come true. Sure. I would never think I would be coming to something like this I'm coming to now and sat down talking to you. And... Throughout our conversation earlier, you've very much spoken about the guys that are around you and the team. You're very much a team player from what yes. I can see. Um, the successes you've had, you seem to have shared, um, and you've been recognised here at Man City with you know, a number of awards. What's been the highlight from those awards? I think the highlight of the, the awards is that it's some rec it's recognition from the club that they've invested a lot of money into, into us yeah. to make sure we get the best facilities for the players the coaching and for the owners of the football club and to be fair it goes a long way after recognition we're winning the the, the uh, what was it the Premier League that was one of the best things I would ever imagine I've seen to be fair when right. we won the when we won the Premier League when we beat Queen's Park Rangers at the Etihad Stadium when you scored that goal in the last second <laughs> I think it's one of the highlights I will always forget for the rest of my life yeah, it was certainly good on TV I know that <laughs> yeah it was completely fantastic and Really, really good. It was a very, very special day, that. So you've worked with a, a fair few different managers down the years, I guess, at Blackburn and yeah, here in particular. when I started at Blackburn, I, I, I come on to working under Kenny Dalgleish. Right, OK. And Ray Hartford, who's passed away now. I worked with Kenny until he, he packed in. Then I worked with Roy Hodgson, because he was a Blackburn manager as well. OK. So I've worked with a few managers at Blackburn, so... So your relationship with managers, how important has that been to you and your, your grounds teams? I think it's very important that we work with the manager and the coaches because you know they have the final say on the pitches it's just trying to educate the manager to give him the best surface he can have yep. and again trying to pack the, trying to protect the assets for the football club and looking forward you've got a new relationship now with uh, Guardiola I mean that's early days yeah it's early days you know I haven't had a lot of contact with him but he knows with her and yep. again all with her is just trying to provide a top class playing surfaces for this football club so he's happy, the players are happy, and the coach are happy, and it helps us to win games. Okay. Roy, one of the, the things that has been quite high profile, certainly within the turf industry and within the Premier League, is the comments that Paul Burgess made to, to us on an interview some months back now, back in May. Um, you know, he stated he thought perhaps innovation hadn't you know, been going as, as much as it should have done. And I think his comments were, were made from a position of wanting to improve the lot of everybody, not uh, a critical position. What do you think about what he said? Uh, is innovation still there? Are we you know, really progressing as groundsmen or is it stagnated? Yeah, I, I think, you know, like with Paul, he's got you know, his, his own point of view. And I, I really expect that. You know, he's got a top job at Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, I think there's work going behind the scenes in the research side, we've got the LADs coming on board, we've got the Seagrow tents coming on board. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a company now looking at the grass seed for the nematodes. Yeah. So I think sometimes you feel like it's gone stagnant or it's stopped, but it hasn't because research has to, does take time. 
and I think in the next few years that research will be took forward and I do feel we'll have better things coming to look at for all grounds and green keepers. So would you say you feel that the innovations are going to be driven by the suppliers or should they be driven by the, the groundsmen themselves? I, I think I think a groundsman's got to have a big say in it really Yeah. because I think sometimes people maybe only want to sell or what you look at what they want to look at. I think a groundsman and a greenkeeper has a big say in things like that because we need to be telling them people what we want from them and Absolutely. what we're looking for. One of the things that is, is here that's quite high profile and we've seen is the fact that you've got a couple of uh, ladies working on the team. Rarity in the industry to be fair. Tell us a bit more about how that came about and, and how that's worked. We wanted two apprentices from uh, Myerscoff College. Yeah. So Lee Metcalf or Ed Groundman for the Academy interviewed uh, Katie yeah. and other people. And uh, to be fair, she, one of the persons what come on really well and come across very well with her interview and her presentation. And, you know, we took Katie on as, as an apprentice. Okay. And she's now been appointed to the, the grounds to crew proper? Yeah, she's been appointed now to uh, an assistant groundsman because she's done really well. So I, I think it's, you know, I think it's a way forward. You know, I'm really, really happy that you know we've took her on board now. She's got a lot of skills. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. You can send her out to a pitch, whatever it needs to what's doing, and she can automatically do it. Well, we certainly applaud you for doing it, and you know, there's no reason why other clubs shouldn't follow suit, I hope. Yeah, and what we've done as well, we took Tara on now, another apprentice. She's with yeah. us at the moment, and she's doing really well. Okay. You know, I've worked with quite a few weekends with her over at the City Football Club Academy, and she does really well. Again, she just gets on with the job. Okay. And she just mucks in like the rest of us. That's you know, good we've to all hear. got a, a, some work, a piece of work to do for the football club, and we just get out there and do the job the best of our ability. So everybody's being professional, and yeah, everybody's professional. You know, we all know where we stand, and I think it's good. I think it's good for the football club, and I think if somebody warrants for that position, if it's a girl or a boy or a man or a woman, they should be given that choice. Man City, huge club. There's a perception out there that probably you get everything you want as uh, head of grounds here. Um, you've got an ag agreement, I think, that you, you use a lot of Toro equipment. Do you have a blank check, Roy? No, we haven't got a blank check. No, no, we haven't got a blank check. Uh, when, I, when I first come here, we, we built the structure from the ground staff around the machine in what we wanted. Right. What I've done, I've got, I've got the machines I wanted for Toro, mostly our kit is Toro machinery. We have other pieces of kit as well. But I always find the Toro machinery very, very reliable, and I used it when I worked at my last football club, and I was there 10 years. Okay, so you're a, you're a Toro man, as it were. I am a Toro man because they're reliable and they don't let you down. Okay. And other pieces of kit that you got? What are the other standout bits? Uh, we've got, got like Denny Small is there, which we're using quite a lot now. Right. You know, we have them with the, with the cylinders, and then we have them with a the brush and the cassettes in, and things like that. And, I feel the Dennis Moores, you know, give a very good presentation, you know, as good as anything we've got to be fair. And, you know, innovations we were talking about earlier, I think one of the things you've been trying out is the seed tents, isn't it? Yeah, and what we've done, we've sat, we've, we've been using the, the uh, seed grow tents uh, on the pitches on the first team tablet uh, and on the, on the academy pitches. We've used them like in goal areas or and we've used them like in intense areas where they've done the damage okay. and we get a really good recovery for them. And that has been what, more for structural reasons or for com cosmetic reasons? I think I think for, for, for both really, I think, you know, us as grounds are now, we, we, we want to see grass everywhere. Yep. It doesn't matter if you're in August or you're in December or January, we want to see grass. 
you know, and to be fair to the footballers, the coach, the manager, they want to see grass. They don't want to see that brown soil everywhere. Your your career has coincided with the arrival of Sky. Have you seen real changes in what's expected in terms of the aesthetic look and feel of the pitch because of that high profile of the Premier League around the world? Yeah, I, w I would say, yeah, I would say like in the last 10 years when Sky got involved and then it went to another level because you had all these matches now were on tee, Friday night, Wednesday night, Saturday night, Sundays, yeah. whatever. And I think they're always looking for presentation of pitches to make them look stunning for the cameras. So we always have something in, in mind how to make things look good for all for all channels, BBC, ITV, whatever, yep. BT. We're always there to think, yeah, that pitch looks really good. Because the first thing people do when they're watching TV are they're looking again, they always look at the grass, yep. they always look at the pitch. And even with the support of the football club, they want to see things looking nice, pretty and well presented. So I would say in the last few years yes, it's definitely changed to a different level the expectations are very very high and we know where we stand and so the same for the club as well so that's increased the pressure on you and your team yeah um, does that mean you ever have to make a decision that maybe isn't the best long-term solution because you want it to look nice I, I think sometimes w what we try and do I mean you know you, we can look at a pitch or a stadium pitch where we what gets very dabbly da very uh, badly damaged because the goalkeepers have done quite a lot of intense work there. Yeah. So what we would do, we maybe put a Seagrow tent on or a, a SDL lighting rig on to try and move the grass on to make the appearance of the pitch look better. On camera, the grass might look a bit lighter in the goal mouse yeah. because it's very young grass, but at least we've got grass cover there. Okay. And to be fair, that's what this football club wants and that's what we want. Because okay. we're here to grow grass for the club and well, get it well presented. Now, as you've gone up the ladder, um, and the whole industry of football has absolutely exploded. The expectations on the head of grounds is, is massive now. Do you get any training or support on how to, to deal with those extra pressures, whether that's management training? I mean, I, I do get support from my bosses, you know, yeah. at the football club. You know, they're very demanding now because we've got a massive asset here at the football yeah. club, you know, and they want to try and bring pitches back into play sooner. And we've got to try different ways and means of doing that. So yeah, you know, that's that's what it's all about now. You know, things have changed and, and the expectations are just so big. We have to go along with it now. And if we feel we can get a pitch back in seven weeks instead of eight, we have to go for the seven weeks because everybody wants to play football. So everything you do has got to be justified and has got to make financial sense, not just there's the money, get on with it, yeah? No, it's got to make financial sense, you know. Sometimes, you know, I'll say things to the club and try to have that advise them where they might want to bring a pitch back in soon and I think well we really shouldn't do that but to refer to the club we have like a policy at the football club where we usually get seven, between seven and eight weeks for the pitches right except for the academy stadium which is behind us now because we have the, the club world cup on the, the rugby on the 21s all right okay so the problem were then the, the pitch was used for that so we didn't get the amount of time we needed to bring the pitch back into play. But as you can see now, looking at it now, we have brought it on very well. It's still very young, but it's where it needs to be at this moment in time. I would like a few more weeks. We've already had a ladies game on it already. Right. But to be fair, it's took it quite well. So overall, I'm quite happy with it. And looking at the industry as a whole then, Roy, what do you think are the challenges that we're, we're facing over the next few years? I think the challenge is, I think, a big challenge is, will always be a big challenge 
is the weather for a start. Right. You can never tell what it's going to do from one day to next. Particularly here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, so we we have to work with the weather really. We have to be at the forefront with the weather, but try and be up front with it. So know before the rain's going to come. So we need to spray any pictures or anything like that, or fertilise them. We, we need we need to do that. I think as well, the challenge is now we have to look at trying to bring another grass seed out, which grass so the grass seed is trying to we can like grow it in the ground. So if we get a bad tack of, of nematodes coming in, that the grass plant itself, the roots will fight that nematode right. off. That's things need to be brought in and people are looking at that as we speak. And in terms of um, training through the industry, the guys that are coming into you from Save Myers Cough, what do you think of the, the level that they've got when they actually turn up here? I think they're very good. I think the only thing he's missing with the people from Myerscoff is, is a practical side. Right. But again, they're only young and that will come with time. So what we have, we've got a lot of skilled people at the football club on the ground side and the landscaping side where if something needs to be done, we can show them how it needs to be done and the correct way of being done. Okay. And so you, you bring that young talent on and you, you bring them through, similar to the academy here, I guess, yeah? Yeah, we, we have a, like a, a structure now in the grounds where we have like apprentices, assistants, skilled, deputy head, head grounds, and myself, grounds manager. And if the club feel, and the staff work very hard, at a very low level, say if an assistant groundsman or an apprentice, they can move up that ladder. Okay. So really, the future for the ground staff at Man City Foot Club, Football Club is very good indeed. So, your 41-year career, Roy, you've had some influences, I'm sure. Who's been the standout person that's influenced you? Uh, I think one of the blokes I used to work with, uh, he was my boss when I used to work on the bowling greens in fine turf and in football. Uh, a bloke called John Welsh. Uh, it, was, it was a fantastic bloke. He was disabled, but did anybody know the job? That person did. And I must say, he must take, must take a lot of credit f f for me to be where I am today. Because what he did, he kicked, kept me feet firmly on the ground and he said, what you do in this job, you listen and you learn. Okay. And to be fair, I've carried that forward on now. Even and, now. And it's yeah. kept me in good stead. If I don't know, I will ask the question. So that mentality stayed with you for 41 years? Yeah, I will, I will, I will never forget that. You know, I always, look, I always look back on my life, you know, and the job I've done and where I started yeah. and you're thinking, and thinking, you know, well, is the job right for me? And the boss I work for, he just encouraged me, this is what you need to do, this time to make it better. And he used to produce things, I think, wow, it can be done. Yeah. And he used to show me. So, you know, he's going to take a lot of credit for that. But again, but I've moved on since because the industry just moved on so much now. Sure. In the last five, six years with the emails and the tents, you know, the uh, grow tents and everything else coming on the market, different fertilizers, wetting agents. It's all coming to the forefront now. And how do you keep on top of all of that, in terms of improving your knowledge? I think, you, you, well, what I do, I seem to go a lot, to a lot of seminars. Yeah. I talk a lot to a lot of different companies. You know, we, we're always going, you know, to, you know, the big uh, presentations, when they do them at Windsor, and you go to Arrogate as well, which are yeah. great places. Because all I look at, if I can just pick one thing up from there, wherever it is, that's all I need. Yeah. I'm a bit wiser because I picked something up from that show that event and again looking back on your career 41 years what's the proudest achievement you've had in in that time 
I think one of the problems achievements I've had, and it's going to seem crazy, is when I was working at Platt Lane on the football pitches, we had two grass pitches and we had no irrigation system. Right. And I kept the pitches alive with a with an horse pipe <laughs> and with an old sprinkler. Really? Yeah, it was yeah. incredible. I'll, I'll never forget that either. That's one of maybe one of my best things that happened to me and maybe winning the Premier League Pitch of the Year in okay. 2001 and two, which again, that because I had a great team around me, yeah. that could be achieved. That's interesting that you, you mentioned Platt Lane there because that's back to old groundsmanship skills rather than leaning on technology, isn't it? Yeah, and again, you know, sometimes you've got to learn the R way yeah. and you know, you've got to muck in and, and do it right. And again, we got appreciated for it because we tried to grow grass with no irrigation and just with an horse pipe and a sprinkler. You know, and that's all we that's all we did, and we did a fantastic job. So we spoke about technology there. Yeah. Um, best investment, best bit of kit you've ever bought, whether that's the best investment or just your favourite. I would say the big Toro sprayers. Okay, you want to tell me why? Uh, I think with the Toro sprayers, they have like a, a small tent o o over them, so you can spray in all different conditions. Right. If you have a normal sprayer. And you're spraying a windy day, blowing all over the place. Okay, so it protects what you're it doing. It protects what we've got. I would say the sprayers are, are about the best, and I would say the Verti Drain is as good as anything as well. Okay, so Verti Drain and, and Toro sprayers. Toro sprayers. The two you pick out. Worked with a lot of characters, I'm sure, down the years. Some of those would be high-profile football managers. Have you got a funny story, perhaps you could share with us? Uh. I remember talking to, Tal, uh, to Kenny Dalgleish when I was at Blackburn in, uh, in, in, the, in the 1990s when he was the manager and he come over one day and he went brum, num, yum, 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 yum. I said alright Kenny I'll sort that out for you <laughs> that was unbelievable so yeah I'll never forget that day either did he come back and complain because you hadn't or <laughs> he just shook his head I think that's a great way to end the interview. Right, Thank no you problem. very much for your You're time. Welcome, Been an absolute pleasure. Appreciate it.